0: Life can take us on unexpected paths that leave us with emotional wounds and scars. But these scars do not have to be a burden that we carry alone. I'm Jocelyn Biederset, a childhood sexual assault survivor, and this is Invisible Scars, a podcast where we connect and learn from those who have come out stronger on the other side of trauma. Okay. So today I'm super excited for my guests that I have. I'm very excited to introduce you guys to Emily Parsons and Alicia Heffernan. (laughs) Hello. So I have known these two for quite a while. Emily has specifically has been with me since the start of Doted when I came to you looking honestly probably looking for your approval because I look (laughs) up to you so much and I was like you helped me with the photo shoot and going over all the branding and stuff was such a big part of that like when I walked out of here I felt 10 feet tall because you made me feel so good about it and then with Alicia through doing the shoots you're like the fun most fun person I've ever met in my life (laughs) like the constant laughter and also because we went on a trip to Paris together we did yeah yeah Which you're very excited to talk about. Yes. Mm -hmm. And reason being, it was such um, a pivotal moment in my healing and where I was not my life at that point, which you two probably didn't even realize at the time, but it changed my life. And I really wanted everyone else to hear about this and how important it is and discuss with you guys how important it is to take that time for yourself, whether it's a trip or a photo shoot or just taking a weekend by yourself and how much that affects who you are and finding yourself and healing and taking that moment
1: mentally also. Yeah, I think doing things outside of just the regular everyday routine, especially things that that could be looked upon as... Well, this is uh, you know, too elaborate or it's some people might look at it as selfish or a a vain thing to do at times. Like honestly, that comes up a lot. And then once women do it, they're like, I didn't realize how impactful that would be into my life, which is now impacting everyone else around me. And I just had to do something for myself. Yes. And to take the guilt away from from doing Mm -hmm. something special for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I can actually we'll speak on that a
0: little bit later because I really we struggled with the guilt of mm-hmm. I had a young daughter and yep. things were crazy at home and we were going through so much and I really really struggled with that but I'm so glad that we went it was amazing so before we really get into the episode though we like to start out each one just a little icebreaker and just talking about my favorite affirmations or mantras or things I'm doing this week to kind of help me get through you know, the hard stuff. So, and I'd love to hear from the, both of you kind of what you do, if there's anything you do. Um, but I'll start. So I am in the habit right now of telling myself every day that I'm exactly where I need to be right now. So I'm in this space doing this blah, 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 for a reason it's playing out in this timeline for a reason. And it's unfolding for this reason. Um, just trying to like, let go of that control that is so, like I re- it's a trauma response essentially is trying to have so much control over everything and I'm really trying to like take a step back from that and try and enjoy life a little more because the control is really hard to let go of mm, so yeah.
1: becoming a little bit more go with the flow yeah how things are as, as far much far as I, I can that. you know far 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 who really that? goes
2: with the flow hmm. <laughs>
0: Alicia, Alicia. Which Alicia is so, does go with the flow. Which is,
2: yeah, which is funny because I was literally about to be like, I'm the, I'm the same.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I remember looking at you in Paris and I was like, so this is just how you are? Like, you don't feel anxiety
2: (laughs) Ever? I don't think that I will ever forget sitting in an airport with you and we're like talking about how you're gonna knock yourself out on a plane and I'm just like oh yeah as soon as the wheels start moving I'll be asleep and he was just like stared at me like naturally with like no help (laughs) yeah you mean something doesn't have to knock you out yeah yeah totally But yes, I feel like I'm fairly good at being go with the flow, but I'm also not good at being still. Yeah. So I don't know that I have like a mantra that I'm telling myself, but this summer I have really tried to make it like a resolution for myself to just like be okay doing nothing like I always have to have like a house project on the go and as soon as I'm done it then I want like I tried to teach myself embroidery but I'm horrible at it and so I was like hey a new project like I just like (laughs) need to have something on the go at all times so I guess like kind of along the same lines of you I am trying to yeah find ways to just be Be still still. be in the moment yeah yeah I love that and I think honestly
1: Alicia I think that's Probably why you've excelled here with me in, in this world is because nothing is predictable. And like we do our best to predict things, but you just never know what situations you're going to land yourself in. Yes. <laughs> and uh, you just, you have to just be okay with dealing with what's in front of you no yeah. matter what happens. Yeah. So, I, I love that. You're very, love good that. Chaos, chaos, very good at that.
2: Chaos, which is like yes. good for when things are chaotic. Yeah. You're good when, under pressure. But when things are not, when things are not, like then yeah. I am there, I get very lost. Like I don't, mm. if I don't have like seven projects on the go then I'm like I don't even know what to do with myself right, right. so yes. just trying to be like you know too. what it's okay to not have anything on the yeah. go yeah um yeah yeah I it's love okay that. to not be stressed yeah <laughs> <laughs> right lessons from a so I Sometimes. love that.
1: <laughs> I have in well in the last little while I've just been through an incredibly busy time And I think, like, for myself, the biggest thing I tell myself on the daily is if it will lighten my load and expand my energy, then that's what I'm going to do. I love that. And uh, I find that sometimes making the hard decision is often the best decision. um, But if it lightens the load, everything changes and your energy, your drive determination yeah. um so i've had to make a lot of tough decisions in the last little while but it's lightened the load and um we're like i'm able to move yes. forward because of it i love that work yeah. life balance yeah work life yeah. balance it's a hard yeah. one mm-hmm. for sure it is yeah. so before
0: we get into the whole paris trip and how that was i actually want to kind of go back to the beginning and i'll start with you M you know before you started ejp and White Willow. And you also did mentoring. You've done so many things to empower women specifically. And how did that get started? What were you doing? What was your what was your
1: drive for it? What was my drive? Well, honestly, I think it started as a little girl. Like I I used to have my friends over to our farm, and I would just create these magical days, and we would actually do photo shoots. Oh with my a, gosh, this makes a, so much a sense. A little throwaway <laughs> camera, and we would put sheets up in the the living room and do fashion shows. Stop. So I was just always creating experiences for people, and I tried to go the university route, and I did. I got a degree in kinesiology, and I was like, no, Emily, like this is the smart thing to do. You know, get a degree you know, go get a master's. I was going to go, my plan was like go into physiotherapy and I couldn't quite just like get there. So I I went the spa therapy route, which was a little bit more creative. I started my own massage practice and I literally would be crying on my way to work Yeah, every day. Like I literally was in tears. I would have to drive around to get myself to a point where it's like, okay, Emily, like just walk through the door. Oh my like, gosh. Get I in can there. so
0: relate to this. Yeah.
1: And finally, um, I was like, you know what, why don't I give this art thing a try? Because obviously art, creating art, creating experiences for people, that's where I shine. Yeah. And it was never my intention to become a photographer. But I just fell in love with it and people fell in love with what I was doing and they started asking to pay me money. And I was like, okay, well, I guess maybe I can make a living off of this. And then I had to learn how to become a business owner. So and (laughs) that is no easy road. Yeah. So it all kind of just started from trying to push myself in one direction. And it ended up just you just can't deny yourself after a certain point. You just just have to do what's in my heart, Mm -hmm. even if it's the hard choice or the choice that most people would never make or mm-hmm. it was just something I
0: had to do. Totally. I love that. How did your family react to that? Like is your family were they really supportive of
1: that or were they like, wow, you're giving up what you just went to school for? Never. And I imagine so my family were actually the ones that bought me my first camera. Oh. And they bought me it as a gift when I graduated from university. And it was like we're we're a British family. We don't show a lot of emotion other than to dogs and horses. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like that's just kind of how we are. And at the dinner table They told me they were getting me a camera and I just like, Burst into tears and I couldn't stop the crying. Oh like it gosh. was just so overwhelming. Yeah. And I just like knew in that moment like there's something special that's coming from this. And they they've never ever questioned any direction that I've gone. They've I always been so supportive yeah. of me. Um and honestly, probably even more so once they learned that I was gonna follow my art, just because they've always loved watching yeah. my sister and I and our self expression growing up. So Oh, I love that. Such yeah, a special very moment between you guys. Like you probably yeah. just felt so supportive. I think they were <laughs> (laughs) I think they thought that they really, like, (laughs) made the wrong choice. And, like, (laughs) Emily really doesn't like this present. (laughs) And I have to explain to them later. I'm like, no, I was actually just, like, overjoyed that I was getting a camera. (laughs) Cause I think that they thought, wow, we really messed up with that kid. We really missed the mark on that <laughs> <Yeah>. one. <laughs> They're not used to seeing me crying over happy things. Like yeah. it's just not something I do.
2: <laughs> Crazy. I yeah. love, I love that story. That's amazing. Yeah.
1: And Alicia, like, what were you
2: doing? Because you're a little bit younger than us. <laughs> yep. <laughs> what was I doing when Emily was taking photos? I was in high school. You were in high school. Yeah. So (laughs) was this something you wanted to do
0: when you were in high school? Were you thinking like, yeah, I want to be a photographer?
2: No. I feel like I've never been someone that was like fully drawn to the arts. Like I have more of like a... I don't know, everything's, like, in boxes in my head. Like, in yeah. order... When we do photo shoots, like, I have, like, a list of things that I want us to, like, hit. Mm-hmm. Very pragmatic. Right? Yes. It's less, like, flowy and more, like, here's our list of things and <laughs> let's, like, make sure we check them all off. I need an Alicia in my life because I yeah. definitely am, like, I'm just going to go with what I feel right now. Yeah. Like, I am
0: also not... I'm, I'm not the box planner. Mm,
2: yeah. Yes. I've, like, fully... I've got boxes. they are yeah. boxes stacked on boxes. <laughs> so... Yeah, no. So it's not something that I was ever really I was never playing around with a camera when I started working here with Emily and she introduced us to the world of photo shoots. And she was like, I'm going to teach you how to do video. I think I went home and I literally just like sat there shaking because I was like, there's (laughs) no way that I can do this. Like, I have no idea. Yeah. So she gave me the camera and the amount of video that I took of I have like two twin cousins who were a year and a half old at the time, I think. And I, the amount of home movies I made of those kids practicing, my poor dog that is, so is like, scared of the camera now because I would just follow her around yeah. <laughs> trying to get video to practice. are you like, so glad you did, though? Yeah. And now it's amazing and I love it. And it's brought yeah. this, like, whole world. We got to go to Paris and take video. We just yeah. got back from Kelowna doing another yes. shoot. So, And I think, like, the marriage between your two personalities is... Like it's
0: incredible. Like it works really well. It works so so well. And the way like I always describe Emily is like I just want more. Like uh, when I met you, I was just like I need more. Like (laughs) I need more of you. And then the same with Alicia. Like she, you literally are the most enjoyable person I've ever been around. Like I laugh nonstop. Like I just appreciate your company so much. You've expanded your business into so many different areas bridal boutique you did mentoring for women um you know the photography now you're into Kelowna so what's next for you like what made you want to get into Kelowna and keep going and going
1: yeah I think I just I have a bit of an expansive nature to my existence like create creating is my my love language yeah. I love creating And uh, when Alicia came on board with me a couple of years ago, I told her, like, my dream is to open something in the Okanagan. My family is all down there. I'm down there every month to every two months. I want to just spend more time down there. I love watching things come together. And I love and I've grown to love systemizing. And with Alicia's brain, it helps me helps me to organize things (laughs) a little bit better. Like Alicia's been really good on the creating systems and creating uh, those like more methodical ways of getting our business to operate more smoothly right it just enabled us to be able to kind of copy paste everything down into the Okanagan yeah I love that yeah so you like come up with the ideas and Alicia's like this is how we're going to execute them (laughs) yes (laughs) We just go for it. A lot of the times we have no idea how it's going to work. We're just like, let's, okay, let's do it. I love it. Here we go. Yeah. Yeah, It's like
2: a look behind the curtain is just pure chaos. (laughs) On the front, we're like, we've got it all together. And then then back, we're like, "Ah!" when we announced
1: Paris, we had no idea what we were going to do. We're just like, we're going to Paris. I'll never forget (laughs) the day it came up. Yeah. I
0: was sitting in Calgary with my husband, Brent, and my daughter. And I like was on social media and I was like, oh my gosh, because it was like right after Christmas. Right. Mm -hmm. And there was something, especially. Soon as it came up I was like I know I have to do this like I need to be a part of this what made you decide to do this
1: well Paris was always a dream of mine and when I hit I said when I hit 10 years in business I'm gonna do a crazy big photo shoot somewhere yeah and Paris was always kind of at the top of my list yeah and then COVID happened and I became a mom and things got pushed back a little bit so we went year 11 and a half yeah <laughs> But uh, so it kind of was a a personal milestone, I guess you could say. But also after working with so many women and we had become really close with certain clients who really wanted to do something extra special. And I just knew it was time to kind of elevate the game a bit. And I love our studios. I love shooting in our studios. But there's just something about designing something extra, extra special that keeps you motivated and inspired a year long right and so I I just needed something to to give me an extra like let's go for,
0: yeah and it turned out amazing I love it so when you announced it you didn't even have everything planned is that no you're just we like had, we're like, doing literally this. nothing
1: planned we said yeah we had I had one call with um, an event planner in Paris yeah to gauge like her just perspective on budget and like cost associated and and all these just like because I had to have a basic idea of like you know what we would need to charge to make it happen and and whatnot so I had a little bit of understanding but the crafting of it all came after we announced it all we knew is we were going to have a really good time. Yeah. for <laughs> sure. And I, like, in my mind, like I had been dreaming of this shoot for so long that to an extent it was planned. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, like I knew I wanted a beautiful space to shoot and get everybody ready. I knew I wanted these beautiful gowns, Yeah, really great food, good experience for everybody, but yeah. the logistics were
0: not planned. Right. Did you guys yeah. have any fears going into it because nobody knew each other?
1: No, no, no. Like all
0: of us that went on this trip, yeah didn't not know each other yeah were you worried
1: that people would not be interested in that yeah no no. I actually well because Alicia and I knew everyone but one person yeah one person was a new new to the group and because we had worked in photo shoots with everybody and photo shoots are quite an intimate time to get to know a human Yeah. yeah like you just We just knew everyone was going to get along so good. And so we just knew that this group of people would end up being really close. Yeah, for
0: sure. I know for myself, like I said, it was immediate. Like there was something in me that I was like, I'm not even going to ask Brent. I just emailed you and I was like, I'm in. Yeah, you
1: You were the first one, actually. Yeah, something spoke to me
0: just like so clearly that I have to freaking do this. And then I remember sitting there, I was like, I've already committed. So how do I explain this to my husband? (laughs) (laughs) And luckily, like we sat in that restaurant and I was like, so... Emily just like posted blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And hit, he immediately, he was like, do it. Like, why oh, wouldn't you? This is amazing. Awesome. And I'm so glad I did. But like leading up to it, um, I don't know what my, what your expectations were, but I literally had none. I was just so nervous mm. because a, I didn't know anybody. And I was just at that space in my life where there was so much going on yeah. and I was in a really difficult mindset, yeah. some terrible things were going on. And yeah. I to the point where I almost didn't go, I remember yeah. talking to you and I was like, I just don't know. And yeah. the mom guilt and yep. like all of those, all things of those in. things and yeah. insecurities too, like yep. staying with people that you don't really know, will they yeah. like me or, oh my gosh, they're going to see me first thing in the morning when I look like a crazy <laughs> lady. Like what? Yeah. Like,
1: you know, there was a I lot. I think it's like, so it's so normal. And I, I think this is something that women just expect that you're going to feel to book a photo shoot, you have to feel at your very best yeah. in life, in your career, in your body, in your health, in your mind yeah, to be able to get beautiful images that and to get not something true. out of it. And yeah. it is so not true. Yeah. I do understand to an extent things have to be, you know, agreeable for you to be able to do a shoot. But at the same time, I I, I do think that um, sometimes just booking a shoot when you, you are in the least perfect spot in your life yeah. can be the most beneficial and it can be actually a huge turning point. You're mm-hmm. actually a
0: hundred percent right. Because it exceeded my expectations because yeah, this was our yeah. second shoot. Yeah. And the first one I was like, do not shoot my face. Yes. Mm-hmm.
1: No, you were so, so closed off. Yeah. So I, closed I was off. very
0: closed off. I was like, yeah. Alicia, <laughs> yeah, get, get that video no, out of here. here. <laughs> yeah. And going into that experience, um, it blew me away, mm-hmm. like from the beginning to the very end. Like even like the style sessions we had when we came in with you guys, like it was just so incredible. Mm-hmm. So, did it exceed your expectations?
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah. I mean, actually, Alicia, you go first. Oh, let
2: me go. Okay. Um. Yeah, I think it definitely did. So. At this point, we I'd maybe been doing what, like one year of photo shoots yep, with you. Three so we were I feel like I was still fairly new to even just what the whole world of this could be. Yeah. Um. So when Emily told me about this idea and we were like bringing it to life again, I go back to my brain not yeah. being creative. And so I just saw it as like problems to tackle. Like, let's just make sure that we like all get there and yeah. Yeah. that we have taxis and like all of these things. Like yes. I was just kind of viewing it as like a. A problem to be solved. So then, once we got there and we were actually living in the world of it, it was amazing. I think like it's also just so powerful to go on a trip with only women yeah, and just yeah. like actually be somewhere that's beautiful. Mm-hmm. And that's like Paris is very much romanticized in yeah. our culture as being this like place of love. Yeah, and to go and do that with like women who other also appreciate like the beauty of what's around you and want yes. to get like dressed up and yeah. all of these things. It-, it wasn't my first time in. Paris I went with my brother actually backpacking when we were younger yeah and we did Paris but it's like so different like we went to the catacombs and like it was just like it's such a different vibe and so to actually just like let yourself get fully immersed in just the like love and the support that women that really like only women can give other women like it's a very different so true I'm actually so glad you said this because I was thinking about this on the way here that it was
0: so empowering Mm -hmm. to have women from literally every generation. Like we had Lauren who was 20. And then, you know, we had some people who were already retired and moms and people who had been through great loss, who were going through things, who were just doing it because they felt like, you know, this is something that was really important to them or they wanted to, you know, there was so many different aspects to it. And those women that we went with who in the beginning, I was so scared. I didn't know what I was getting into. Super insecure. And by the end of it, like, I think I cried the most on the last day because <laughs> yeah. I, I wasn't ready to say goodbye. I know. Like, it,
1: saying goodbye was probably the hardest part of the whole trip. It really was. Yeah. But I think, as you say, I think that intergenerational piece of yes. having that group be such a diverse range in yeah. ages and stages of life and experiences yeah. was and the fact that nobody knew anybody. Yeah. No, I think no that was pre-determined actually, misconceptions I think that was almost a, to a benefit yeah. of everyone because you could just go to Paris mm-hmm. and, and live into this new chapter of life totally. without any preconceived judgment about who you are, what yep. you're wearing or how you present yourself, anything. Totally. And there was something I took away from every woman that
0: was there. Like yeah. I just, I loved all of them. They will always have such a imprint on my heart. Like it was such an amazing transformative time and reason being for me it I feel like I came to Paris and left Paris a completely different you did
1: yeah you for sure did yeah it
0: was super transformative I went into it full of anxiety every single day and I felt a peace in Paris that I've never felt in my life and Mm -hmm. I knew that when we went home I was like I need to figure out a way to always have that Mm -hmm. because I have to live Mm -hmm. like Like I did there. Yeah. Yeah. I even considered moving there. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, we all (laughs) did. I did not. I was like,
2: I can't survive
0: here. (laughs) Yeah. Let's take a breakdown of what we did because it was a week of jam packed. Like how you guys choreographed that schedule. I really don't know. Like you like literally, Alicia would be like, Hey, so at 243, <laughs> yes. we have to be downstairs to get in a Uber. Like you yeah. had it
1: down to every minute. Yeah. It was know. it was literally down to a science. Yeah, it was. Because we took, well, there was 11 of us total. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 11, six clients, plus Alicia and myself, my husband, my daughter, who was two yeah. at the time she came. Um, and then we had two accompanying moms who came along yes. as well. So it was a big group of people to organize. Uh, but My, my the sole thing in life is I say if you put the time and the energy into the preparation yeah. the execution will be flawless and easy and it really was like we we knew everything down to pretty much the hour before we left yeah. for Paris and it played out exact, almost exactly we had one rainstorm that got into the mix yeah but I loved that rainstorm Yeah, it ended up just being a side like okay yeah. so we're all running through the rain and that's just what's gonna happen says you guys who didn't have to track down the <laughs> woman we lost yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I
2: was like running Street, like, oh my god. Yes, did have to that. Yeah. yeah. But other
1: than that, it all went just like absolutely like clockwork. Yeah. But yeah, like from so the there was two big shoot days. Yes. Um and we split the ladies up three and three. And then um, the rest of the time we were there, like, what was it? Eight days, something like Not that. Not long enough, but Not yes. long <laughs> enough, no. But we, we traveled around. We did a few little, like, different tours yep. together. Everyone had downtime, meals together, yep. dressing up together, yep. going out mm-hmm. together, like, the being able to dress up, yes, and just feel like like you're not going to stick out if you wear this. No, it was amazing. It was so fun, and just be able to yeah. express
0: yourself that way and not feel judged by anybody. I think as yeah. women we feel that so often, especially like yeah. in smaller communities where it's a little more casual. Yeah. like yes. it's you you do stand out. You so do. it felt yeah. amazing to be in that space. Yeah, it was so great, right. and even night one. We had a group dinner and we went to that little pizza restaurant. And still to this day, I'm like, I have to go back there. Like, it was just everything about it was so amazing. Yeah, I loved it. So then leading into the big shoot days, how for us it was pure magic like pure (laughs) magic but I can't imagine the logistics that went behind it and how tired the two of you were at the end of that day like take us through the big shoot days and what that entailed for you guys to make sure it
2: was so perfect for us
1: so those were the those were the two days that I had been thinking about in intricacy for months yeah those
2: were like for sure our most planned days like the other days we pretty much had like a full schedule but it was like if it's an hour or whatever like we will kind of go with the flow the big shoot days it was like one hour is going to throw us second. off yeah so yeah. it
1: was light like down and we took i think it was seven suitcases that left my house from yeah paris. i remember you showing up
0: at the airport the and fact like, that
1: all 11 of us got to paris with all of our luggage mm-hmm. and nothing got lost not I don't one know. lost luggage on, on the, the way, way home too on the way home as well yeah. yeah it's a lucky trip so we had to take all of these gowns that were stuffed into all these suitcases down to the hotel Um, Lisa, mom who came with us, she helped steam for five hours, (laughs) steam all the gowns and Alicia and I were running around finding, trying to find last minute things like eyelashes, which apparently you can't find in Paris. Um, (laughs) and yeah, it was just a bit of, it was pure chaos. And then Mm -hmm. we we got to bed about 11 o'clock, woke up
2: at four. The day before the shoot was for sure like the most chaotic day because right. yes. that's the day that we also went out and we like scoped out oh, all yeah, of the we places we were going cuz yeah. we knew where we wanted to be but we needed to figure out how yeah. we were going to get you guys yes. from place to place where dragons to dragon, cases right yeah. Yeah. That, we gonna... I, that was the day we had a free day right yes you guys had a like, free well, day like why am i not
0: invited like i was so like <laughs> i want to hang out with them we were go, like go. by <laughs> the end
2: my feet were so sore we're like i was like oh my god and then we just had to do it the next day anyways so yeah that was like the most chaotic day but that was the and why on the big shoot days we could actually like have when you guys were with us know where we were going and know what to do. And you know what I think you guys did
0: so beautifully because people listening are probably like group photo shoots like oh that sounds it is amazing. (laughs) You really tried to tell us this before like if you've never done a group photo shoot no one is left out. It is so amazing to watch somebody else like in their element outside of their comfort zone just like and you're cheering each other on like I've never felt so beautiful supported happy good tired energetic (laughs) like I literally all of it all of it at once and if you can do a group photo shoot oh it's it's next level it is next level yeah beyond my expectations and you guys executed that so beautifully thank you it's
1: always like our number one thing before like Alicia and I talked about it before we left we talked about it throughout you know, choosing different um, garments for people to the image reveals. Yeah. Everything had to be equal, fair. Yeah. All across the board. Mm -hmm. Not one person was going to be favoritized. Yeah. Everyone was going to feel like they were the most important person there. For sure. And um, that was like one of our biggest, biggest things. And even even with like, you know, going from restaurants or whatever, like we didn't want anybody left behind. No, you guys
0: did such a good job of making sure that that happened and everybody always felt included. Like I don't talking to all the women that went like I, I know they all feel the same way that I felt. And yeah, it was incredible in that in that way. Yeah. Good. That's awesome. amazing. Also just Good. the downtime that you allowed people to have too. Mm-hmm.
1: Right. Yeah. I remember like, that was, was, was hard for me to allow it. But Alicia, funnily enough, the girl who says she doesn't like downtime. Yeah. She's like, Emily, people need more downtime. I'm like, no, like we got to plan out every second of their days. But yeah. it's actually, it was really important to allow yeah. that. Mm-hmm. You know what it was? Because you fill it
2: if you want it.
0: Yeah, you do. Totally. And you know what? At first I was like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? Like, I felt really uncomfortable with it. And then when the day came, I was like, oh, I slept in. I didn't have to worry about being anywhere at any time. And actually, actually that was a really incredible day for me personally because ai'd never traveled in my life I'd never really been anywhere and to do it on my own, like yeah. Alicia said, like sitting by yourself and just doing nothing yeah. through this whole process. I've really had to be comfortable with that. And yeah. that was the first time in my life. Like I would never be caught dead sitting at a restaurant by myself yeah. anywhere, any other time in my life. But I sat there, had a glass of wine. I ate pizza. I just looked around like alone in Paris. I got lost because I just shamelessly <laughs> would follow Alicia around and not know where I am. But it was so amazing to sit in that. And since coming home, I really appreciate my alone time and that was yeah. the first time I ever felt okay with it yeah or I felt safe to do it
1: yeah that's yeah. wonderful I think being comfortable in your own space in your own mind wherever you are and and uh, yeah, just, you know, being able to eat alone. Like, those things are so, so good for your mental health. Totally. So good for your self confidence, mm-hmm. your independence.
2: And it seems small, yeah. but it's actually a it's very a big, thing. big thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's you just, a big like, thing. when you sit alone, you always think that everybody's judging you, but yeah. it's like, it's you, you. If I go to a restaurant and I see someone sitting alone, I'm not like, mm, well, are they sitting alone? Like, I'm like, you don't even, like, I don't even <laughs> that notice. That girl has no yeah. friends. Yeah, yeah. you don't even notice. But then as soon <laughs> yeah. as I'm the one sitting alone, I'm like, everyone yeah. thinks I have no friends. Yeah. I don't yeah. care about myself. And it's like, people don't actually care. Yeah. We just put that on our,
0: totally actually that's an interesting question because as somebody when I was your age very long time ago (laughs) oh my gosh I had a real insecurity about being alone or being seen by myself or like anything like that like how are you you don't seem like you're that way
2: I I am I am not like a do things by myself kind of a person which I feel like is always why I'm so busy in Paris I also so when we planned this Emily was like (laughs) if anyone needs anybody to do anything with, it's you. So I was like, okay, so we would be up till like midnight, and then every morning I'd be up at like six or seven <laughs> yeah. so that I could be down at the coffee shop so that if one person came down alone, I could sit with them. So then, on the final day, I slept until like noon. Emily thought I was dead because she had to wake me up because I was so exhausted. I don't think my body ever got over the jet lag. Like it I think so I was just good. perpetually dead, and then I came home and I was like okay well like now I locked myself in a dark room <laughs> yeah. for a week. what time zone am I even <laughs> in like I'm living in my own world yeah so <laughs> thank anyways. god you're the age you are because you could
1: handle it I if that was me. Can. I'd be like
2: Emily I quit <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah it was
0: it was so amazing so the big shoot days were so such incredible days for us obviously for you guys too and I think too like for me it being so transformative like when I look back at those pictures I'm like it is is really powerful for me like specifically the one in the red dress Mm. like I look at myself and I'm looking at the camera which I never like to do and I just I'm like that that's it right there that's the moment that I found my voice I took responsibility for where I was in my life then I needed to make a change like I remember my husband met us after he came and met me the week after and he I ran downstairs to go get him from downstairs and before he even hugged me he looked at me and he was like oh my god you are different like and I was like I was just like I felt confident for the first time in my life like the, I such peace such peace like you guys gave me such a gift and I knew that I needed to be on that trip and even just like the last day when we went to the Ritz for tea. Like that was something you really wanted to do that was super important to you, Em.
1: Yeah, my mom and I, when we were in England, when I was probably about 11 or 12, she took me to the Ritz in um, in London. And uh, we, I, I don't think my, like maybe if, my mom and I would have like actually done high tea at the Ritz at that time had she had known that I would have loved it that much but we didn't want to spend the money on it so we just sat in the waiting area and we had an orange juice and we ate the nuts the complimentary nuts that were in the bowl and I remember peeking in on high (laughs) tea and I would see everyone in there and I was just thinking like oh I'd love to know what that's like yeah and um, that memory just like stuck in my head so much and I knew that on the last day of Paris I wanted to do something that was mostly like a selfish it was just like really special for me to be able to take my daughter there totally but for everyone yeah I just knew it would be a memory that we wouldn't forget. Yeah. So, you know, we dressed up, got everybody dressed up one more time, went out to the Ritz. Yeah. Um, we had been to the Dior museum earlier oh, that day. That's like right. literally the last day was probably one of my favorite Mine days. Too. Like yeah. going and seeing Dior, who's one of my greatest inspirations yeah. for design, fashion. Yeah, it was just it was a really special way to end everything yeah. on a high. It
0: really it really was. I loved every second of it. The Dior museum specifically, like Yeah, it was incredible. And back to like the photography side of that trip and how I can see my transformation through that. The two of you, it must be such a humbling experience, I imagine, because you photograph people at the height of celebration, sadness, loss business, starting businesses, all of this, like what that must be like on your side of it and how it makes you see people differently, how has changed Mm -hmm. you over the course of the last 10 years for Emily and Alicia for, I don't know how long you've been working for Emma. A few (laughs) of me either. Yeah. A long time. But like, how, how has that changed the way that you see people and what they're going through?
1: I think like the transformation is, I wouldn't call it rewarding. I would call it humbling Yeah. because I, I don't take it on as a reward for myself to, to watch someone transform, but I take it on as like this humbling responsibility that um, this person is putting this story in my hands and they're like almost coming along on this journey for themselves. Mm-hmm. So I've had to create this very, uh, this boundary to a degree to remind myself that I'm not doing this for them. They're doing it for themselves, but we are the people who are um, allowing them the opportunity to do it for themselves. You're
2: providing the space for them to tell their own story. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And like like you, like for you, Jessalyn, like you took what we put together and you created your own story with it and your own transformation. We were just, the space that made it happen. Yeah. So I'm always very careful to separate myself from, from that because we see these stories all the time. Yes. All the time. I mean, we've had every story under the book come through here from Mm -hmm. loss to abuse, to Mm -hmm. neglect, to um, cancer, to like so many challenging, hard stories, but being able to provide a space for people that is a very healing space through art, through expression, creativity, fashion yeah. is truly humbling. I can, I literally, yeah.
0: you get to see it all.
1: Like mm-hmm. what a gift,
0: honestly. Mm, it is. Yeah, yeah. It really sounds, I just literally can't imagine. And being on this side of it, I don't think if you've never done a shoot with these two, it like from the design session to execution and like the day itself, you do create an experience, whether it's in Paris or it's in your studio. I think the whole, it, it's always an experience in itself. And People, women in particular, you guys do such a good job at empowering women. I think, that Emily, that's like bread inside of you from like everything you've done, from mm-hmm. wedding dresses to um, mentoring to mm-hmm. photography. It's such a special thing. And I really think that not many people can do what the two of you do. It's very true, though. So did you have any idea or were you completely shocked at how impactful this trip would be for everybody?
2: I think yes. Like I it's it's very cool to see how much comes out of just the shoots that we do in the studio. But with the shoots here, people arrive in the morning and by like the middle of the afternoon, we're, we're done. And so then they head off. Right. And we don't really like get to see you again until you come for your image reveal. Or if we just like pass you on the streets, we don't really have those interactions anymore. Um, Whereas this, Time because we actually like we're spending days together um,
1: immersed yeah. yeah we're just like
2: so we're so much together in everything that we do we're eating together we're yeah. like having late night wine while we play games like we're just all of these things are happening so even just seeing how people are changing from, like, the people that we met on the plane leaving Prince George to the person that you're having dinner with four days from now Mm -hmm. while we're on a boat looking at the Eiffel Tower. Um, Even without the photo shoot removed, like, just seeing how people came out of their shell in the space that we were in, I don't think that I was, like, fully prepared for how much even just those interactions would affect people. Like, even uh, specifically just you. Like, when we... You and I—I I feel like we kind of just ended up together yeah, for most we, of it. Yeah, we were one. We were, we were <laughs> one. Um, but like in the airport, I feel like you and I just kind of wandered along, maybe silently together. I'm yeah. sure that I was talking your ear off, but <laughs> you were just kind of like with me. Yeah. Um, and then by the end, like I would look for you, yeah. or like we would do I things was like, crying. When yeah, you had like I just like even the connections that people made. Yeah. Um, I just yeah. I don't think like even personally that I was like prepared for what totally. would happen. Even some of the mums that just came up like the two mums oh, yeah. that mm. came
0: along when they left, I bawled like a baby. Yeah, like, I, I know just, they like, were s-
1: they were huge supports, yeah. huge supports. Yeah. And
0: I don't like that's probably not something you even thought of. Like, and I imagine doing that no. again, you would probably love to have the same aspect because mm-hmm. they were so helpful and encouraging and just warm and lovely. Yeah. Like, the
1: honestly, reason, don't know what we would do without. I them. know they were they were like like they carried our dresses for us all over Paris. Oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah, at one the, point one of the moms Inside my dress. Oh yeah, like helping put the dresses on and off. And uh, yeah. Needing assistance is definitely we had um our whole team in Kelowna was assisting us on our Kelowna shoot. Yes. And I noticed like how important having assistance are. Like it just makes it so much easier for Alicia and myself. Yeah. And it just a much better experience for everybody. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the um, kind of the unsung heroes of a a trip like that are the people who are behind the scenes and making it all happen to make it flawless. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I knew I knew both of these um, moms yeah. who came on the trip with us. So I was comfortable having them along with us. And they're just like, we will help with whatever you need if we can, you know, come. And yeah, so I think it would have to be very person dependent because yeah. for me, like having the right camaraderie and the right energy in a group is like so, so important. So, yes. And I love that you take the time
0: to yeah. look at that. And I think, too, like I said, the different generations of women that came, but also like um, some of them brought their moms and some of them really needed to do it alone like yeah really learning people's stories and taking something from each of those women and getting to know each other throughout that process like i don't think anyone should take that for granted like Mm -hmm, getting mm -hmm. to know people from different generations of life different walks of life learning their stories like it was really important for me to sit back and really take it in and really learn about these people and learn who they were how they got there like it was so inspiring to know that like the way they live business owners and all, all sorts of things and at the time I was getting ready to launch doted in a very bad mental way and I don't think anyone could tell
1: yeah that no. I was
0: because we're also good at hiding it but mm-hmm, as you start yeah. like breaking down those walls and getting to know each mm-hmm. other in such an intimate setting it really it comes out and you just you feel seen
1: you mm-hmm. do yeah. yeah for sure
0: yeah so you guys just did another of these amazing shoots uh, in Kelowna in Kelowna in the Okanagan yes so
1: did Paris inspire that you just oh yes yeah Alicia and I got home from Paris and literally within a week we were (laughs) researching what are we gonna do next
2: I think I still send you it was like every week I find a new place I send her on Instagram like this needs to be the next one yeah yeah so
1: we we had like multiple places lined up but Alicia and I both went on a bit of a like we were on such a high for such a long time we all were Paris and then Mm -hmm. we got home we opened White Willow in Kelowna right And then uh, Alicia and I talked about it on our dream trip. Is both of us hit like a wall after all that happened. And like when, and I was also like very early into my pregnancy and I was not feeling well. Yeah. And I just went into a bit of a dark hole. And I was like, planning something like this just helped to bring me out of it. Yeah. I was like, I just need to keep creating the next thing. Yeah. And I, I felt guilty about it at first. I was like, maybe I should just learn to be happy with my everyday routine. And like, I should be fine with that. And I spoke to a therapist about it. And she's like, Emily, why? Yeah, you're a creator. Like, if you want to just live for the next thing, and and you know, you enjoy and like, I, I explained to her, I was like, for nine months leading up to Paris, that trip just fueled me every day, I treated myself better, I was healthier. Yeah, I was like, just like into you know, researching what to do, like, and they say, as soon as you book something for yourself, you, you start living that vacation the day yes. you book it. And I didn't have anything at that point. So I was like, okay, well, that's fine then. So she said, it's fine. So I'm going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> so away we go. We, we booked the next one. Um, but I, I knew I was, um, pregnant. And so yeah. I was like, okay, hey. Alicia and I talked about an international one. And I was struggling with, like, blood issues and whatnot. And I'm like, I don't want to be flying international. Yeah, you know, okay. we don't want to be performing five months five months CPR pregnant. on you on the way. <laughs> no, so, um, and we had just opened Kelowna. I'm like, what a be- perfect way to start in Kelowna with yes. a dream shoot there. And so, yeah, yeah. it was fantastic. That's it was awesome. such a good time.
0: And talking to the women that had went, because I do know them, um, They and two of them actually had been in Paris with us. And they, same thing, just it was so incredible. It yeah. was like just fuels your soul.
1: Yeah. And I think yeah. that's
0: the best way to describe these trips is it just like literally fuels your soul. Yep. And you're right. Like as soon as you start to plan a trip and it, you're already living it. Yeah. 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 And I went into something similar like post post Paris because actually Emily and I came back and we directly went to the Academy at the farm, the Julian Harris event. Yes. We went Paris, Kelowna directly to the farm. Like there was yeah. no in between. No and in that experience in itself, just like being in a room I'd already come off of this high of Paris, where I was like, felt different than I'd ever felt, and yeah. then I went into that with you specifically, who I'd already looked up to in the business world, and I'm about to launch this business, and then be in this room full of like-minded women, like it was just high after high after high. And I remember sitting, my husband came and met me again in Kelowna with my daughter, and we were sitting on the deck at Mount Boucherie having di- having dinner, and I was like, listen, I can't go back home, like. I literally can't go back to that life like where Mm. it's constant anxiety and pain and like I'm working through things but like I can't live in that space anymore and Paris really pushed me because I realized oh I don't have to live that way this Mm. is what it can feel like and I was like I think it's time we moved to Kelowna and that was in September and he Mm. was like Jess like I I just don't see how we can do that like I'm so sorry and like, he was like, we decided, okay, we're not going to do it. And by December, we had a house. <laughs> <laughs> it was time. Yeah. yeah. So it just so many things, like when you immerse yourself into something that you really don't think is you're scared, or you're mm-hmm. afraid, or you feel like you don't deserve it, or mm-hmm. you have those that mom guilt, or the hu- husband wife guilt, or the financial mm-hmm. guilt, like it, even if it's not Paris, even if it's not a shoot, just something on your own, like it completely creates a tidal wave of change in your life yeah. and the perspective of how you see things and yeah. what you're creating for women is so incredible. Thank I you. love it. I love it.
1: We've been having a lot of discussion lately, um, with, uh, just friends of mine about feeling deserving of things. Yes. And I've almost like eliminated, tried, I tried to eliminate that from conversation. Because I don't, I think as women, you never feel deserving enough. Yes. For like, is can I be deserving? Can I be deserving? Am I deserving enough? Someone answer that question for me. Yeah. Um, I think it's more so an internal thing to say. Um, I would like to do that for myself. Yeah. And being not having to find any kind of reason other than you would really like to do yeah. something nice for yourself mm-hmm. because everyone is deserving. But women just have such a hard time getting over, Yeah. well, am I deserving enough? Mm-hmm. And who is going to answer that question but you? Yeah, absolutely. So just being comfortable with saying, I would like to do this um, just because. Just because. Just because I would like yeah, to.
0: that's so powerful. And I think, too, for not just women, but anyone who's been through something traumatic or has grown up in a really you know, stressful environment, it's hard for them to feel deserving, as you say, but also worthy or even wanting to be seen. That's really scary to them. But the power back to photography of seeing yourself through your lens is, Mm -hmm. I can't even describe... What it's like to see yourself like that it, mm-hmm. when you see so many other photographs come out from the two of you that you're like, oh my gosh, she's so beautiful, so mm-hmm. beautiful.
1: I'll never look like that. I can't do that. that I can't do yeah. that. That's them. That's not me. Totally. That's, yeah. It's such a. Yeah. Yeah. I was that everyone. person. Yeah. yeah. I was and very then hard all, on you.
2: Look at all the pictures you took home of your face <laughs> know, that you would never I let know. us. Yes so take. like I love my face. I love yeah. my yeah. face.
0: Like why and do you know? Totally. And back yeah. to the mom guilt, like um, I really felt that because I was actually gone two weeks. I wasn't mm. gone one week, mm-hmm. and. I had never left my daughter for that long mm. and it was we'd never been separated for that long and it was very hard on her. Mm. She handled it and I had to talk to a therapist a, a lot about that and what that was like and coming back um the text messages that she would send me while I was there because of the way I articulated it to her she would send me messages saying I'm so proud that you get to follow your dream. I'm so happy for you that you get to like, go live your dream of being in Paris like and it in that moment, I was like, "Oh, I hope one day mm-hmm. that she is able to put everything aside to put herself first mm-hmm. because she needs to." And mm-hmm. I came back a better mom. Yeah, I came back a better partner, a better yep. friend. I had a clear look on what I wanted from my life. Yeah. and If she's her seeing that and taking that in, like she still talks about it to this day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: I love when that. you look at it in the grand scheme of things. A photo shoot of vacation or whatever yeah. it is it's such a short time of life yeah. that you're taking out for yourself um, to focus on yourself yeah. and it will time will just and then you know look at all the time that's gone by since then that you've been near yeah. her around her influencing her yes and just in a better energy space all around yeah yeah and how much more maybe progress you've made um personally mm-hmm. and as a family yeah. You know, because of that one week, um, sometimes it's like using
2: yeah. that something special for yourself to like kind of help propel you out of a hole instead yeah. of like, I feel like especially with our photo shoots, we have so many people that come in who they're like, okay, we, we do our design sessions. So they know they have a month left and they're like, I just have these 10 more pounds that I'm like yeah. wanting mm-hmm. to lose so that by the time I get there, I'm like, yes, perfect. And then they come and they didn't lose them. So that's no, the first thing never they do. tell us. They're yeah. like, oh, I didn't do it. I'm like, I don't want to do these photos. Like, make sure that I'm always hidden behind a box or yeah, whatever. Yeah. And then they see them and they're like, oh, it does. You don't even notice. Like, it's yeah. not it's no. not anything like I am beautiful. And it's like sometimes... I feel like we tell ourselves we're not allowed to have nice things until yes, we accomplish. Until, yeah, yes, I until once, once I hit this, then yes. I can do it. Or like once yeah. I once I save this much money, then I can go on the trip. Or like once yeah. I do this, then I can do it. Um, and sometimes it's like you almost need that something yes. to like make it worth it so that you can actually hit oh, it. I or even just to like that. see yourself as being worth it like what you actually are because totally. we are so hard on ourselves that we oh. don't give ourselves that space yeah
1: well and we always have the 10 pound thing oh. always I just need every shoot tons, I've done, done with more you
2: more I felt more that more way
1: <laughs> and it's really like when people see the images and then it's like the 10 pounds isn't even in the discussion no. and it's like gosh I've been living my life with this 10 pound pressure on me all the yeah. time and like what a waste what of life that, <laughs> that is Yeah. because I just feel amazing now and I can Get that dress now, or you know, yeah. whatever, whatever yeah. it is. Yes, no, yeah. totally mm. true. The
2: mindset that you go into those things is much more important. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's super powerful. Yeah. I love that. So,
1: will you
0: guys do another trip like this?
1: Yeah, you will. We are. I don't know if we've even told you. We told you haven't. I'm on the edge. Told a my couple seat. of others. So we are. <laughs> I'm going to tell you where we're going yet.
0: But <laughs> of uh, course, <laughs> Emily's little trick. She likes to it's play. A <laughs> What I tell you in Paris when you would tell us what the surprise was on the last day? I was like, Emily, I'm really sick of playing your
1: games. (laughs) (laughs) Just tell me. So we're looking at spring of 2025. Oh, amazing. will be our next. So just over a year from now. Yeah, Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. And what made you want to keep going? to keep like doing these, these trips. big trips. Yeah. I think it's important. Honestly, personally, I think it's important for myself. Yeah. Uh It stretches us as a, a, a stretches us creatively. It, it energizes us throughout the year until it happens. It keeps us inspired, motivated, totally. um, keeps us uh, just on our toes and, yeah. and always dreaming of the next thing. I think dreams are a beautiful thing. And yeah. I think when people come to me and say, it's been my dream to do, to do a shoot with you a dream to go on a trip with you like yeah. what a freaking honor that is yes because I know my dreams and how special they are to me and when someone puts their dream in me it's like yeah. wow like I have to treat this really carefully yes and um, we know we have to do it the right way yeah because yeah. it's such a special thing to have I a love dream that. yeah so mm-hmm. will it be international yes it, it will. will be you're not going to
0: tell us where it is no Oh, wow. I can't believe that. <laughs> We're not going to hear it here first, people. No exclusives. <laughs> no exclusives.
2: Yeah, no exclusive. Breaking news. Breaking yeah. no. so, news.
0: It's a secret. Yeah. <laughs> In terms of Kelowna, how are you bringing
1: a bit of EJP into Kelowna? Yeah, so we've just started booking our shoots there. So... We have a studio mostly set up there, but there are certain things that we have to take down every time still. Yeah. But we're, we're, I'm slowly building my way into Kelowna. I'm not going to rush it. Um, you know, I'm having a baby in yeah. just <laughs> a couple of months here. And um, Alicia has been great. She's been learning. Uh, she's taking on shoots now as lead photographer. That's right. And so it's mostly just for me, this year has been a huge amount about, well, since we got back from Paris. It's been all about foundation and yeah. building a really strong foundation in yeah. Kelowna, making sure that everything we do, we do so intentionally and that we get it right. Yes. So that when we do kind of get busier and people start to really understand who we are and what we do, that we continue to do things yes. uh, really yeah, uh, thoughtfully. Yeah. I'm so glad you guys
0: joined me today. I loved every minute of this and I love you both so much. <laughs> So one way that we always end our episodes is a Dear Younger Self segment. So we like to give one piece of advice that you would love to share with your younger self.
2: Okay, mine, when I was younger, we, my family was a little bit like crazy, but anyways, I held a lot of it in, like I'm the oldest. So I kind of like took it on myself to be in charge of my siblings and like deal, be the, be the conduit between my parents' chaos and my siblings. Yeah. Um, And I kept a lot of that like in my heart and it very much like hardened me. Like I was very angry as a kid, which I feel like is maybe why I'm like a bit chaotic and like more happy-go-lucky now because maybe I'm trying to like overcompensate. But when I was younger, I was like, had a lot of anger. (laughs) So (laughs) I think my piece of advice would just be to like let that stuff go a little bit more. Like I used to take it all very personally and I very much like placed the weight of my siblings lives on my shoulders right. and I need to even now like they're adults and sometimes still I still take like, that on <laughs> hide them away from the world yeah but I'm like I just need to let them literally live their lives yeah. and like be people For and sure. not be worried about protecting them because they are safe yeah they are safe <laughs> they are you know fine. what I
0: love that you said that too and that you held it in all the time because yeah. not talking about it
2: probably yeah or even just like I mean, I guess like this is maybe something that, as adults, like now that I'm an adult and I have a younger sibling, she's 12. Yeah. So, even just like looking inward and knowing to give her the space to talk about things. Cause when I was a kid, I did hold a lot of it in, but it's because there was nobody yeah. for me to talk to things about, like nobody broached the question do you need to talk about it or even like sought somebody out? Because it's like if your parents are the ones causing the issues, you're not going to talk to your parents. Totally. Um yeah. So just even like now as an adult looking back and even just opening that space up for my sister and giving her she's going through something very similar to what we went through when we were children. So yeah, um just giving her the space to talk about it and know that she has the options that she does not perpetuate the cycle and do the same ending thing. Ending the cycle. And I love
0: that you said that because those are your invisible scars. Like mm-hmm. those are the things that none of us would ever know, but we all have them. Yep.
2: We yeah. all have them and I love that you said that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just trying to make sure that the same scars do not end up on the people that we have control over. Yeah. Everybody's mm-hmm. going to have them, but yeah. just like hopefully they're not the same ones that yes. I have. Like, Breaking those gonna, generational She's going to get hurt in some way or another, but like yeah. hopefully it's not the things that I know and can avoid. Yeah. For yeah. sure. For sure. I love that.
1: What about you, Em? Um, well, I probably have a lot of things to say, but one thing that's just coming to my mind right now, and it's funny, like when I was small, this was such a big thing for me, but now I'm bigger. I'm like, oh, that shouldn't have been such a big thing. Mm-hmm. So this is probably why, why I'm going to bring it up. But my family, we were immigrants, so we came from England and we didn't have... Um, or we immigrated from England when I was little, became citizens here, uh, but we didn't have the rest of our family here. And we were on a farm, closest neighbor was, you know, a mile, two miles away. And we didn't have any f- other family. Like it was just our tight knit yeah. little family my mom, my sister, and my dad, and myself. And uh, I, my mom had me at uh, 41. And so my parents kind of look like grandparents to a lot of my friends. And I was because of that reason, I was just constantly worried my mom was going to die. I just had this constant stress on my back that my mom is going to die. And her mom died at 12. So I just always thought, okay, well, once I get to 12, my mom's going to die. And I just always had this concern. Um, And so I I really do think like it held me back from sleepovers. It held me back from going to camps. I became very attached to my mom um, and just really worried like anytime that she I would see her driving away from the farm I just would so worry that she wouldn't come back and I would just stand there watching for the vehicle to return I lost a lot of my childhood worrying that my mom was going to die yeah and I think like if I were to tell that little girl something it was just that you know you're you're going to be fine and I'm so lucky to say I still have my mom today and she's you're really healthy and doing well but um I think that that's a really a a tough thing for a kid is to find that independence and happiness and not relying on a parent for stability. Yes. And living in that constant fear, living in In constant fear, little body. Yeah. 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 And I wish I could have been brave enough to talk to her. I think maybe I brought it up a little bit. I don't think that they could have even understood or fathomed that. So it's my hope that with, you know, my kids, I can encourage them that you are, you are, you know, be a happy Yes. child just don't worry about us don't worry about those yeah. bigger things of life just mm-hmm. be, enjoy your childhood yeah. and I love that you remember that because then to the next generation
0: just being so open and honest about things yes. and the way that they're able to communicate with yeah. you with their irrational fears ra- yeah
1: what are, yeah these irrational fears yeah it's like how can we talk about irrational fears and and have you be heard yeah and so I can make you feel better about it yeah oh yeah. I love that Yes. Mm-hmm. So mine actually, every time I do
0: an episode and we've come to this topic, I feel like I could do an entire episode <laughs> just on this topic. But what I've been thinking about a lot lately, especially when it comes to my daughter and things I want her to learn is just don't play small.
1: Mm-hmm. Don't
0: keep yourself small to make other people like you or make other people comfortable. Yeah. Um, just don't play small. Yeah. It was, it's probably one of the biggest disservices that we can do to ourselves. And yeah. we probably all do it at some point. Yep. And I'm watching her do it a little bit as she's trying to find herself and find her confidence, but just don't play small. The yeah. rest doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, for sure. That's a really, really good point. And I think even today, like with adults, we see it happening, yeah. Um, and so, of course, it's happening with kids too, but a bit of the crab in the bucket thing. Yeah, like I'm, I'm, I'm not going up there, so you're not allowed to either. Yeah, and just surrounding yourself with the right energy, with the right people. Yes, so mm-hmm. that you can feel a sense of lightness and like the ceiling yeah. has been lifted, and right. having the courage to leave those toxic. Yes. It doesn't have to be
0: all relationships, yeah. right? Like friendships, yep. um, like personal relationships, yep. family, if you have to like really setting those boundaries. Mm-hmm. And actually that's something I wanted to touch on too, is that you were so good at setting your personal and business yes. boundaries. Yes. You
1: yeah. have to be. And that's come after a lot of, um, <laughs> a lot of trauma, I guess you could say yeah. to a degree of, um, Just or not necessarily always trauma, but like just mistakes or or ways that I've been run over emotionally or and you just you learn how to you learn what your boundaries are. Yeah. But unfortunately, sometimes. You don't know where your boundaries at until it's been run over. Totally, Mm -hmm. And then you have to place the boundary, but you have to be brave enough to place that boundary um, so that it doesn't happen again. For sure. And just as women, we have a hard time setting those boundaries
0: and using Mm -hmm. our voice. But what would you tell other young women, dancers, women going Mm -hmm. into business, um, how to set those boundaries? What's some advice that you would give them?
1: I would just say, like, "no" is a very powerful word. It's a full sentence. It's a full sentence. You don't need any explanation. No is no, um, and then also just to be extremely discerning. That was yeah. one of the. That word has saved me so many yeah. times. Discerning just means that you're being very logical in in the situation. Yeah. Um, and when you're discerning, it places space between the event that's happening in front of you and and you as a person. Yeah. Um, and it just gives you that space to decide, okay, where does the boundary need to be set in this situation? Yeah. And uh, But I'm still not great at it. Like I still, there's still times I'm like, wow, I, I really got run over with that or, yeah. you know, but I think the older we get, the better we get at it. Totally. And I always say boundaries are beautiful yeah. and they, they make a beautiful person. Yes. They make a beautiful life. And so to never feel guilt around having to set That's a boundary, huge. if mm-hmm. somebody else has an issue with your boundary, that is not yeah. on you. I love that. That's yeah. And being through what out. I've been
0: through, I never felt I deserved boundaries. And I'm mm-hmm. only learning in the last year how important they are and yeah. that it doesn't make me a bad person. No. And it's something no. really important to learn. I'm so glad you said that. I love mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So where can people find you guys on social
1: media? Mm. Well, we've got multiple accounts. <laughs> 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 yeah, Our Instagram handle is now emilyjaneportraitstudios.ca And our bridal boutique is whitewillowbridalboutique.ca awesome thank you guys so much
2: thank you for having us
0: thank you so much for joining me today i hope that today's episode provided insight inspiration and comfort to anyone who is dealing with the effects of trauma remember you are not defined by your scars and you are not alone in your healing journey if you enjoyed listening please make sure to rate review and share this episode with a friend who could benefit from listening we'll see you next week